Welcome to the How to Win at Life podcast. My name is Toby Strong, and I'm going to give you maximum value in the shortest possible time to help you win at life. Here we go. In the mid-2000s, I went on a working holiday overseas for two years, and even though I was working, I was spending more than I was earning. So then when I got back, I needed a job pretty quickly to pay off my debt. Now, a friend of mine was working at a biotech company and told me that they were looking for an admin person, and I had OCD, so I was pretty confident that I could do a decent job of that. But even though I was confident I could do it, I knew there were going to be more experienced people than me going for that role. I needed an edge, so I asked my friend everything I could about their boss who was going to be interviewing me. And I found out that this person rode motorbikes, which is something that we both had in common. I also had rode motorbikes in the past, but having just returned from overseas, I didn't have one at the moment. But if I got the job, I did intend on buying one. So this got me thinking, how can I use this to my advantage? And what I came up with was that I was going to borrow a friend's motorbike helmet and carry it in there with me even though I didn't have a motorbike at the time, and I actually caught the bus to the interview. So I walk into the interview room and I put the helmet down next to me on the ground, expecting him to be able to see it as he walks in. And a few minutes later, he rushes in, didn't notice the helmet, and just jumped straight into hitting me with questions. And this wasn't the plan I'd rehearsed in my head, expecting a few minutes of casual motorbike chat to warm up our relationship before the interview. And I just started to just clam up and I bombed the interview. Oh my God, it was so embarrassing. I just totally froze up during one of the questions. Didn't know how to answer it at all. Asked for a minute to review my notes. Had to go into my bag, pull my notes out. Sat in silence for what just felt like an eternity while I scanned through my notes. And then gave some terrible answer. And just based on the the interview question and answers, I had absolutely failed. But as we started wrapping up, I picked up the helmet, which he noticed for the first time. And this started the nice casual chat that I was expecting about motorbikes, where my personality could actually shine through, which didn't happen at all during the interview. And a few days later, I wasn't feeling very confident. But it turned out that our little chat at the end was enough for him to have a good feeling about me, and I got the job. Even though it didn't exactly go to plan, the idea still worked. Now, some of you may consider this dishonest, and maybe it was a little bit. But I always like to think of these situations from the other person's perspective. And when I put myself into his shoes, if I would have found find out that somebody had done this to me, I would actually appreciate the creativity of this person more than I would be concerned about the little white lie. Maybe not everyone will agree, but that's how I see it. And you may be thinking I had an unfair advantage in knowing someone who worked at the business, who could answer my questions, which is true, but the same thing is easily accomplished these days by stalking the interviewer on LinkedIn and social media. You can do the same sort of thing. And it's absolutely worth it because if you can find a way to flick that switch from mechanical questions and answers to a more human conversation about something you have in common or even one of their accomplishments or a hobby that they're into or a hobby that you're into, it will result in a much better outcome. But at the same time, learn from my mistake. Like You want to be prepared 
but not rehearse the specifics in your head so specifically because when it doesn't go to plan, it just increases your chances of falling apart. And here are some other tips. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Don't worry about getting the exact words right or saying the perfect sentence because it just it won't be remembered after the interview. What will be remembered is the way that you made them feel even if you said some silly things but said it in a confident way, in a, in a casual, friendly way, you'll do well. Also, be aware of nonverbal communication. Like it's hard to get a good feeling about someone when they're sitting there squeezing their hands together, really nervous, better to talk with your hands like you would in a conversation with a friend. But if you are the type of person who gets really nervous, just remember there's nothing to be intimidated about by the interviewer. They are a flawed human just like you. One of our investors made this comment when I was nervous about going to present to Woolworths. And he said, don't worry about it. We all take out the trash one night a week. And I asked for an explanation because I didn't get it. And he said, just think of the buyer finishing work, driving home in peak hour traffic like the rest of us, getting out of their work clothes and into their trackies, and then taking out the trash on a Thursday night. And when I visualized all of this, it actually really helped to break them down off of this pedestal that I'd put them on and bring them back down to a human level. I was just talking with another flawed human just like me. There's nothing to worry about. And just like I did with the helmet, you need to try and find a way for your personality to show. Like when I'm hiring someone, I always ask myself this question. If I was stuck at an airport with this person for six hours due to a flight delay, would it be an enjoyable or an unenjoyable experience? And if someone is very mechanical in their answers, it's hard for me to answer this question myself. I think one of our biggest fears during an interview or an important meeting is that we're asked a question that we can't answer. But something that I've learned as my confidence has grown over the years is that it's perfectly okay to say, I don't have that committed to memory, sorry. I'll have to get back to you on that. Or in the case of an interview where you can't really get back to them afterwards, say, can we please come back to that at the end? I just need a minute to think about that. And when I see someone take control of a challenging situation like this, I really admire it. And when being interviewed, not asking questions is a huge missed opportunity. When interviewing, I always ask, do you have any questions for me at the end? And I'm always surprised when people say no. This is another opportunity to show your personality by asking a question and then potentially following up with, oh, the reason I ask that is because dot, 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 and then go into giving some sort of personal story about yourself. And in my opinion, the best question that you can ask is, what are some of the biggest challenges your business or department is facing at the moment? And follow it up with, because I'm a problem solver and I would love to start thinking about this while I wait to hear back from you. And the reason I love this question is because it shows initiative and confidence at the same time. But like with everything I say, use your own best judgment if and when to use anything I suggest here. Like read the room, don't just blindly follow advice from others because every situation is a little bit different. 
Where the advice from this podcast will fail you is that if you're going for a job in a workplace which has a lot of politics and the interviewer may consider you a threat to their own job long term if you're too confident. But I would suggest that you don't want to work in a place like this anyway. So if this results in you not getting the job, it's probably for the best. A few things not to do. Do not deviate from the process set out in the job ad. So when we have people try and call us to discuss the role, they may think they're standing out because they're showing initiative, but we're a small business juggling a lot already, and it actually just really annoys us when people don't simply follow the process. Just have a nice, simple resume to get into the interviews and then make your good impressions there. And when the day comes, don't arrive more than five minutes early. Like sure, get to the location early to avoid any unforeseen circumstances which could make you late, but then sit in your car or nearby until between, I don't know, five minutes or down to the exact time of the interview. It's perfectly okay to walk through the door at the exact time because this shows that you're punctual and showing up 20 minutes early to an interview just actually becomes a burden for the employer because they're probably juggling a few other interviews that day. So many things to consider, I know, and it's hard to get them all right. But the biggest takeaway from this episode is find a way for your personality to shine through during an interview. A good employer knows skills can be taught, but a good positive attitude cannot be taught. So you need to find a way to talk about something personal, something you know well that excites you because this will calm the nerves and let the real you shine through. All right, good luck. Have a great week. 